Coach Beamer, Drew DeArmond, ESPN 97.7 The Zone Radio in Huntsville, Alabama. I know you coached at South Carolina previously. I, I wanted to know if you had a uh, what kind of relationship you had with a, a, young, a guy from my community who went on to play about 10 years in the NFL, won a Super Bowl, Darian Stewart, who's one of the best athletes we've ever had in Huntsville. What kind of relationship do you have with him? What kind of role do you foresee maybe he could help you with this Gamecocks program? And then second part of the question, you were one of the best recruiters in the country as an assistant. How are you approaching the transfer portal? Are you going to save spots in a current recruiting class maybe to go after some guys to fill holes on your roster year to year? Yeah. Need some notes to write down from that. Um, D. Stu got a great relationship with Darian Stewart. Um, when he was a player at Carolina, I did. Obviously a fantastic player. And I was actually coaching defense when I was an assistant coach with Coach Spurrier uh, when I was at Carolina before. And so Darian was one of the guys that I was working directly with and always was uh, blown away by his knowledge and athletic ability and, and, and ability in general. And then being when, with him being in the NFL, uh, followed his career. And I've had a chance to sit down and connect with him a handful of times since he since I got back to Columbia. He's actually, uh, I believe today, uh, doing a fundraiser in South Carolina and raising money and had a, uh, uh, a an event last night uh, back in Columbia as well. So he's all about giving back to the community. He and I talked a little bit about, you know, him being involved going forward with our program and, and uh, being around our players. And certainly uh, he's what's right about college football and has a great story from what he did in college and then what he did in the NFL and, and uh, eager to continue to uh, connect with him more and more going forward. And then in regards to the uh, transfer portal, yeah, I think every year is different. Uh, with us this year, we had to uh, take advantage and utilize the portal probably more so than any other year. Just the fact that the signing class that was committed when I got hired was not very big. And there's not there's there's players available in high school still to sign in January, but there's not a ton of them. So we had to attack the portal just to be able to get to the the limit of 85 scholarships, which we're still trying to reach uh, right now as well. Uh, but I think each year is different, and, and kind of seeing what your needs are, and 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 uh, certainly we want to sign the 25 best high school football players that we can each and every year. But if we feel like we don't want to reach for someone that we don't feel like can help us win an SEC championship. And if that means hanging on to a scholarship or two for post-spring practice, it's something that we certainly will, will look into. But right now with where we are as a program, we need every scholarship we can utilize right now. We don't need to be waiting or, or thinking a couple years down the road. Coach, to your right, front row. Tyler Shaw with KBTX and College Station. Coach, uh, your players have talked about the high energy and enthusiasm you're bringing to this program. What's the focus of your first year as you know you want to right the ship and, and bounce back from the last couple of years at South Carolina? Yeah, I think really it's uh, people talk about culture all the time, and I think it's for us it's just creating that environment day in, day out that we want to be a part of, that we want our player, what we want our program to be about, and, and just being consistent with that day after day. And then, you know, really in, in regards with the program, I know it's cliche, but it's just let's be the very best that we can be and let's try and get better each day. And I know it is, it's it, people, it's coach speak and, and all that as well, but it's true for us. Um, there's not a lot of expectations for South Carolina football this fall. I get it. Don't really care, you know, what the outside perception is and what the outside expectations are. Uh, I like the team that we have and we're about let's be the very best that we can be and, and how good can we be, how good can the 2021 uh, South Carolina football team be, and, and that's our goal and and uh, what we're working towards each and every day. Coach, to your left, second row. 
How important is the Kentucky game, both where it is on the schedule and how you'll end up in SEC standings? I think it's always uh, important, and we got three pretty big ones before that as well. But from being at South Carolina before, I know how big that Kentucky game is each year. I mean, there was one year when I was at South Carolina, and I think it was Andre Woodson was the quarterback, and they were ranked top ten in the country, and we beat them in Columbia on a Thursday night. I remember my last year at Carolina, we beat Alabama when they were number one in the country, and then we went up there the next week, and Randall Cobb broke our hearts on a uh, last-second touchdown. So all my years at, at South Carolina, that game was, was always big, and with what uh, they've done with their program, they've elevated their program. We're very proud of our program. So that's always, a, always a, uh, a critical game each and every year, but in this league, they're all big and they're all critical, and and uh, we we need to take care of you know Eastern Illinois, our first opponent first, and and uh, I know our fans will be excited for the SEC opener in uh, in Williams Bryce Stadium on September. What is that, the uh, 25th or whatever that day is? We'll be ready for it. Coach, to your right, front row. Hey, Coach, I know you haven't been the, the head coach for any of the last seven years, but A&M's won seven games in a row against South Carolina. What makes Jimbo Fisher's team so difficult to prepare for and play against? Yeah, um, one, they've got uh, great players, and, and he's done a fantastic job of coaching them. When I, was at, uh, when I was at Virginia Tech, we played them when he was at Florida State. When I was at uh, Georgia, uh, Kirby sent myself and a couple of the other offensive coaches. We went down to Tallahassee and spent a day with Coach Fisher and his staff uh, in the spring of 2017. Uh, so I've had a ton of respect for him for a long time. He's won anywhere that he's, he's ever been. And, and they, they've got great players, but what they do, they're, they're really good at what they do. Obviously, he's a great offensive coach, and, and you see that. I think he does a great job of, of uh, uh, playing to his personnel and the strengths of what they have offensively and maintaining a you know, pro-style offense. And then defensively, I mean, they're very, very disruptive on, on defense and, and tough to prepare for. We... we uh, we spend, spend time, like a lot of programs do, working on a summer scouting report on all of our opponents and just kind of a general overview. And if I hear uh, Texas A&M and their third down blitz package one more time, I mean, that's all I heard about in these summer scouting reports when we went over A&M and what they do. So that'll be a big challenge for us and, and uh, uh, tons of respect. And, and being in Oklahoma, you know, I know what the state of Texas is about and, and how great the high school coaching and, and, and talent is there and, and what football means to Texas A&M. It's very important, just like it is to, to us at Carolina. Coach, to the left, third row. Coach Todd Summers of ESPA TV out of Spartanburg. Over the last month or so, we've seen a lot of welcome homes out of you. How encouraging is that to see the program start to get some momentum on the recruiting trail and to get guys that want to be at this program at a time when maybe it's not at its peak? Yeah, no, really good. It goes back to the people. Uh, in our program and and you know I didn't have much of a life outside of the football facility still don't but when I first got hired just because I feel like every night we were doing virtual recruiting visits on Zoom. I mean, we did over a hundred of them from January until uh, we did one about two weeks ago. So in the last six, seven months, we did over a hundred of these virtual recruiting visits. And, and that's not just, hey, get on the call. We're going to play some cookie cutter video for an hour and then we'll get back on. Like we're interactive and we're on all these. And we were doing all these visits and, and it was frustrating because you didn't have a lot of guys committing and then they hadn't been on campus and it's like man I mean we're working our tails off like everybody and 
And I hope once they get on campus, we're going to see the, the, the benefit from that. And, and we did uh, to be able to have those people, those young men and, and their families come on our campus and the official visits, unofficial visits, not just for the class of 2022. I'm really, 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 really pumped about the headway that we've made with the class of 2023, the class of 2024. It's a fantastic year in South Carolina for those uh, in those classes. And I think we've you know gotten ahead in, in those groups as well. And, and excited for it to open back up here in about a week or so before we crank back up with football practice to get uh, guys back on campus as well. But it's just a testament to the people we have in our program, what South Carolina is about. Um, we're real. We're genuine. It's not an act. What you see is what you get with us. And, and it was nice to have so many families comment just on how real and genuine our staff is. And, and that's what we're, what, we're going to be about. With time for two questions, Coach, to your right, second row. Uh, at linebacker, you guys have only a couple of guys who've played much at all. How is that going to be a juggling act, or what, what will that juggling act kind of look like as y'all are trying to figure out the best combination there? At linebacker? At linebacker. Yeah, yeah. great question. Uh, you know, I know I mentioned Sherrod Green, but in the, in, in the main room as somebody that's played a lot of snaps, but he's got a fierce competition going on. When you talk about uh, uh, Mo Caba and Damani Staley and Debo we've added and Rosendo Lewis and Brad Johnson, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good group, and I'm excited. Probably the, we got competition going on at a lot of positions, none more so than linebacker. You know, you could throw defensive back in there. You could throw a wide receiver in there, how it all shakes out. But uh, – you're typically only going to have two true linebackers on the field at a time. So who those two guys are and then who's in that rotation will be critical. And, and we've got some really good players that are going to be battling it out. And, and that's something that's going to uh, uh, uncover itself in the month of August during preseason practice. As it stands here right now, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't tell you who's going to go out there as the starting Mike linebacker and the starting Will linebacker the first game, much less the first practice. Um, it's, it's truly a competition. It is wide open, and I'm excited to see uh, uh, how, how it shakes out. We'll finish here, front row to your left. Question. I wanted to ask you about what did you learn in the three years that you had a chance to work with Lincoln Riley? He's been so, such an offensive mastermind. He had a seamless transition really from head coach or from offensive coordinator to head coach. And he's run different styles of offenses almost with different QBs. What did you learn most from him? Probably just what you just said um, a lot. One, it was for, I, I was thankful that I was able to come in with Lincoln after year one. So I went into Georgia with Kirby, his first time ever being a head coach. I go into Oklahoma, Lincoln's second year of being a head coach, but his first true off season. So being able to see what they did as a head coach early on in their tenure. Uh, Kirby, when he got the job, I think is younger than, was younger than what I am now. Lincoln's still younger than me, so he's younger than what I was. So being able to see them as a first-time head coach. And then this, that was my main reason for leaving Georgia to go to Oklahoma was just to get connected with Lincoln Riley from an offensive standpoint and to see not just how we did things offensively but why we did the things we did that we did it was really good for me uh, but it was a great lesson of each year that offense like the core concepts were going to stay the same but you better be able to adapt to your personnel and we were different in 2018 with Kyler at quarterback than we were 2019 with Jalen the 2020 with Spencer Rattler and and uh What's, who are your best playmakers? Let's figure out ways to get them the ball, and that's probably the biggest thing I took from there. Thank you, Coach. Yep. Thank all of you. Have a great week.